We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's December 19th, it is 2023. We have a four-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast, riding solo with the small slate, and uh, just going to break this game down. Hope everyone is having a fantastic Tuesday. Hope everyone had a good Monday, and uh, let's jump right in and get started here. Quick podcast. We start with Memphis at New Orleans, 233 and a half total here. New Orleans, a seven-point favorite. Memphis on the second end of back-to-back. They had a rough game in OKC facing the Thunder. Uh, Gillard, out of nowhere, had a big game. We do um, have news here that John Morant will be back. Expected to play is the announcement i would assume he starts i would assume that minutes wise he's going to be good to go and yeah we'll see what we're looking at as far as um if we get an announcement or anything on that 
So, and then on the New Orleans side, Najee Marshall is questionable. Nance and Ryan remain out. Looking at this Memphis team, it couldn't come at a better time for John Morant coming back. This team is really struggling right now, just overall. And I mean, looking at the Pelicans, they play at a faster pace than Memphis. So that's a nice bump for John Morant, really. And we know that the Pelicans have allowed the most three-pointer attempts um, per game this season. So I think this is a great spot for Morant to come back if we do get news that he's going to play his normal type of workload. I, I mean, that's the biggest question mark here, whether or not he's going to play that you know type of workload. So I will say, looking back at some of the data from 2022 and 2023, John Moran had a 34.8% usage rate. So everyone is going to take a hit here with John Moran off or on the floor, assuming that he plays his normal type of role. Desmond Bain saw the biggest hit in fantasy production last year. So him being at 8,700 is a tough price tag. Assuming again that John Moran's going to play his normal amount of minutes. Triple J is 8,200. I don't necessarily love either one of these guys. A lot of injuries here still, but I honestly, for me, it's going to go back to John Morant and just hope that he plays big minutes. I think um, Zira Williams is still somewhat interesting here at 4,100. You know, he's his minutes have been up and down. Uh, I don't necessarily hate it. Um, We'll have to kind of see Vince Williams was someone I was on yesterday. He didn't have a good game, but I mean, like everyone from Memphis, um, no one really had a good game. So John Morant is where I'm looking at here for Memphis, hoping that he can kind of get this team back on track. Memphis is really struggling right now on the new Orleans side of things. Najee Marshall being questionable matters a little bit because if he were to sit in this game, that is, you know, 19 to 22 minutes sometimes it's in like the 15 minute range so you know we could potentially see herb jones maybe play a couple extra minutes if Najee ends up sitting but herb jones is 5500 trey murphy i think has more upside but he's 5800 so pricing's kind of right on those guys looking at it i think you could take some shots here on like a, a Brandon Ingram at eight, at 7,800. I like the price tag for Ingram. He's super consistent. I think he's going to go for 40 plus fantasy points. Um, so I, I think that's where I would look at for the Pelicans. CJ McCollum has a really fair price tag as well at 7,300. Just like yesterday, pricing is somewhat tough on the slate. So I think looking at those guys is fine. And then Memphis is a terrible rebounding team. So if you want to take some shots on Valanchunas, I don't hate it. I definitely want to look into Valanchunas's rebounding prop because he's just, he's been, obviously he's been crushing rebound wise here recently. And like I said, Memphis or um, yeah, Memphis, just not a great rebounding team overall. Looking at this next game, San Antonio at Milwaukee. This game has a 250 total. Milwaukee's a 16 and a half point favorite in this game. No Wimby here for San Antonio. No Crowder for Milwaukee. 
watch the news on this game. We could potentially see Milwaukee sit some people. We've seen that happen in the past where, you know, they have a matchup like this and they, and they kind of rest people. So watch that news. Um, I know they play the magic on Thursday, so we'll see if they end up sitting anybody here, but on the San Antonio side, with Wimby off the floor, we're looking at a bump for Zach Collins mostly. Um, I assume that Zach Collins will jump into the starting lineup. So I, I really like Zach Collins' price at 4900 Is His role has kind of really been shaken up here by just how good Wimby's been playing. So Zach Collins, I think, is going to be someone that really benefits from Wimby being off the floor. His rebounds should go up. And I think, like easy opportunity baskets are going to happen when we look at the Spurs just in general um, this season, we take Wimby off the floor. We're looking at a little bit of bumps here for Vassal and Keldon Johnson. So I think that's, you know, if we're looking at this game potentially staying close, I think Keldon Johnson or Vassal, are going to have to have really solid games. I, I like Johnson a little bit more because he is another guy that's going to get some rebounding bump um, with Wimby off the floor. So overall, looking at this, I think we're definitely looking at Zach Collins. We're definitely looking at Keldon Johnson, Sohan, Vassell. Like just if this game stays remotely close, these guys are solid. Um, if you think this game's going to blow out, I don't know who I would take in a blowout here um, for San Antonio. I don't know who would get the opportunity in minutes run. Maybe it's Champagne, but I mean, I don't even know if I can trust that. You know, Wimby has been, like I said, Wimby's really been taken off, um, and with him being out, it's it's just a huge downgrade or upgrade, really, but a downgrade to the offense. Upgrade for DFS minutes and opportunity wise, downgrade for the Spurs. That's why they're 16 and a half point dogs here. If everybody plays for Milwaukee, I, I mean, the San Antonio Spurs, not a great team defensively. This game projects as the fastest paced game on the slate. Uh, this game in the New Orleans game, but this game definitely projects as the fastest pace. San Antonio struggling with three per, three pointers. They're really struggling with points against. They're twenty fourth in defensive rating. They're third in pace. So like this is a definitely a spot where you have interest in Milwaukee. It's just don't expect this game to stay close. Giannis, if this game does stay close, he'd crush here at eleven k. Lillard at ninety two hundred has some upside here, uh, coming off of a monster game against Houston. You know, I don't even hate like a Brook Lopez in this spot just because um i mean this team's so banged up right now i also like malik beasley he's probable to come back he was out with an illness i assume that we'll see beasley go back to that 35 plus minute role um he's a guy that i really like for 30 plus fantasy points in this matchup so definitely like malik beasley on the value side and if the game doesn't necessarily stay close you just kind of hope he gets his before they take him out of this one Phoenix at Portland, 231 and a half total here. Phoenix, a seven and a half point favorite. Beal, Lee, and Okaji out for Phoenix. And then Sharp is questionable for Portland. 
looking at the Phoenix side of this game first, I mean, Portland, obviously not the greatest defensive team in the league. They're very middle of the road defense. They really struggle rebounding wise. Um, so Booker and Durant, both really expensive, but kind of priced appropriately. Um, I could see either one of these guys kind of having a big game. Um, I think Nurkic is someone that's capable of a big game here. Like I said, this is a team that's really been struggling rebounding. Uh, Grayson Allen is probable here. So I assume that Grayson Allen gets a, a decent amount of minutes with Beal and Okaji out. So if you wanted to take some shots on Grayson Allen here, played 33 minutes and 36 minutes in the last two games, he's 5,500. We're definitely going to be looking for a little bit of value uh, on the tournament side. If you wanted to take some shots on the Sear Little, he is okay. He's not my favorite option. I think that we're going to find a few better value plays. Like I would rather play Zach Collins in the same kind of price range. On the Portland side, obviously Sharp matters. Sharp is a guy that plays anywhere from 27 to 35 minutes most games. So... If Sharp were to sit here, I think we're definitely bumping up like a Jeremiah Grant, Brogdon type plays. Uh, Simons is someone that, you know, we keep talking about how eventually this guy's going to be over 9K. His price actually come down. It's a tough matchup against Phoenix. They are a really strong defensive unit. They're not a team that gives up a ton of threes. Um, but I, I just think that this price point for Simons is just too cheap. He had a couple like mediocre games. And I think this is a spot where we just kind of trust the talent, trust the usage, um, and play Simons in this matchup, especially if Sharp doesn't play. If Sharp's out, Scoot Henderson might be another guy that we can look at in tournaments. I don't think I would go to like a Thibel here. He's just not typically a guy that has a ton of ceiling. And I just think that Simons and Grant are in such good positions here that I think we take shots on both of these guys and they have some upside, even in a tough matchup. I think this game of all the games that we have on the slate potentially stays close, but it's still projected to be kind of a lopsided game in the Phoenix direction with them, even on the road, you know, seven and a half point favorites on the road. Um, you just hope this game stays close because I, I do think if this game stays close, Simons, Grant, and you know, looking at the Phoenix side, like we talked about, Nurkic, Durant, Booker, Allen type plays get there. We finish it out with Boston at Golden State, two thirty-two total here. Boston two and a half or five and a half point favorites. Porzingis is questionable on the Golden State side. Draymond and Peyton out. Chris Paul questionable talk about that in a second but going to the boston side i think tatum could be a spend-up option on this slate i think it's going to be tatum having a big game i think jalen brown is really interesting at 7700 he's someone that's capable of putting up 50 plus in any matchup and if this game does turn into back and forth type of game with a lot of scoring that's where it would, would really get interesting um the pace for the celtics have been slow but they obviously get a pace bump here going up against Golden State, who's kind of hovered in that like 8 to 15 range in pace this season. So Jalen Brown, 
very interesting tournament play. We want to see what happens with Porzingis. I kind of want Porzingis to play in this one. If he, you know, I, I think if he ends up sitting, it could be someone like Derek White or Drew Holiday that gets a little bit of a bump. We'll see what projections look like. Um, I don't think I'd touch like a, a Pritchard. I think he's someone that I think his minutes are kind of iffy. So Tatum Brown for sure. If Porzingis ends up missing, I think White or Horford. But the problem with Horford is like this game has the potential to go slow, small and like they could play Sam Hauser. Um, they could play Pritchard. They could play maybe even play a little bit of Lamar Stevens, but I doubt they'll play him a lot in this matchup. On the Golden State side, now now it's getting tricky um, with Draymond already out. If Chris Paul ends up sitting in this game too, we know Curry can handle the ball, no doubt, but we know that Golden State definitely doesn't like when Steph is handling the ball. So I was looking at it before we got rolling here, and if we take Chris Paul, Draymond Green, and Gary Payton off the floor this season. Looney gets a big bump in like assist rate. Corey Joseph gets a big bump in like assist rate. But minutes wise, I don't know if we can really trust any of these guys. Like I know we can't really trust Corey Joseph. He hasn't been playing really any. The I mean the person that becomes interesting, I wish he was a little bit cheaper, is Podsy, man. This guy He's played 30-plus minutes now in three straight games. He's taking a lot of shots. He's rebounding. He's getting assists. He's stealing. I mean, I think 6100 is a steep price tag for a matchup against Boston, but it's a four-game slate. I think in tournaments, we definitely take some shots here. But, I mean, Steph, his usage sits at around 28%. The biggest bump in usage with those three guys off the floor has been Clay. Clay is someone that, you know, you can play on any given slate. He's 6,500. If he shoots lights out, you know, he's a guy that can have big games. He's he's played really well in the last three three games. He scored at least 24 actual points in three straight, over 22 actual points in four of his last five. So maybe Clay is starting to warm up a little bit here. And at 6,500, if he has one of those lights out shooting nights, he definitely has some value here. Wiggins had a really big game the other night against Portland. Shot nine for 12 from the field, which is 75%. Um, it was his highest shooting percentage night of the season, and he went over 40 fantasy points. I don't trust it. Yeah, I mean, Wiggins is definitely someone in this offense that could and should be getting a few extra looks, but you know, you're behind Curry and Clay as far as like just overall shooting. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Like I said, short podcast, four game slate. I will be on crunch time later today, free on Roto-Grinders. Um, I think it starts around 6.20-ish. And uh, give my final thoughts and answer questions here later in the day. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. We actually have a couple options. Yesterday, we didn't have a ton of options. Um, I'm going to go with Zach Collins at 4,900. I really like this spot for him. Like I said, his rebounding rate goes way up with Wimby off the floor and I'm hoping he draws the start and plays 30 plus minutes here. And I think that if he does get 30 plus minutes, he's going to be one of the best value plays on the slate in a game with a 250 total over 8k to go under five X. I really debated between Desmond Bain and triple J. 
New Orleans is really bad at defending the three, so I'm going to give the bump to Bain and say Triple J is my bust here with John Morant coming back. Favorite 6X play, again, kind of just looked over this. I definitely think there's a few really strong options. But I'm going to go with Malik Beasley. I think that Malik Beasley's price is really great here. Again, attacking this game with a 250 total. If this game stays remotely close for three and a half quarters, we're going to see a lot of value from the Milwaukee side. So really like Malik Beasley's price. And then my Let's Get Weird GPP play of the day, I'm going to go to Podsy. I think that his ownership is going to be down because of the price tag. The price tag is tough. Um, 6,100 on DraftKings. Wish he, like I said, I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but he's someone that's been filling up the stat sheet. If Chris Paul ends up sitting here, um, we could see him play a solid role. I think this game goes small anyway. Um, and I think Podsy is going to continue to get some minutes. So really like him as a let's get weird GPP play of the day. Uh, my bet for today. This is not up on Pick'em sites yet, but I was able to bet this on the Hard Rock already, and it's Zach Collins over 7.5 rebounds. I got this at plus money on the Hard Rock. It was plus 105, so like this one a lot. It's definitely one I'm going to be looking at in the Pick'em streets as well. Hoping his projection on prize picks and underdog comes in around um, 6.5, 7.5 in that range, and kind of take advantage of this just overall and i mean definitely be looking at like valentunas's rebounds and stuff so that was another one that i looked at and it's not even it's not even up yet on the hard rock to take advantage of it so valentunas is someone that i'll be looking to see what his rebounding um prop comes in at here so that's going to wrap it up for Tuesday, back Wednesday, talking more hoops. I hope everyone has a fantastic Tuesday. We'll see you again tomorrow.